0: y'all remember me? I didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, there you go there <laughs> that's about right. Well, you know, I guess Susan knew I needed waking up this morning, so choir wow that's all, that's all I can say um. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back in God's house. It's good to be back with God's people. We had a wonderful uh, time visiting with family and eating too much. And um, all the good things you do when, when you're on vacation. And uh, appreciate Bill and everybody who held down the fort while we were here. And, and um, wow, Va- Vacation Bible School is here. And the decorations look great. decorations downstairs look great. I know we're excited, and a lot of work has gone into it and and we get to just come in and join and help tomorrow and we're looking forward to that and and then after after next week, we're going to take another vacation so um <laughs> I figure you know, we've put our time in so but it's just it's it's wonderful to be back with y'all today and um We'll we'll share God's word together at this time though. We'll let our children be dismissed. Our child. Oh, we got another one. There we go. Okay, she was hiding back there. All right. And they're gonna go with Miss Mandy today. And y'all might have to keep her awake also. So. It's here it's here it starts tomorrow you know we've we've been away so we haven't as been as immersed in it as we have been in years past but it's here and this year's theme twists and turns and it's all about playing games and you know when you play games you get twists and turns when you travel 2,000 miles you got twists and turns. And, you know, you, you have a plan and everything can go smooth or it cannot. And, and you just got to be ready for anything. That's why you, especially if you, if, it's, if you got kids in the car or if you take pets, we don't do that. But if you, you know, when, when you're going on a long trip, there's twists and turns. When you play a game, there's twists and turns. Guess what in this life? Twists and turns. You think it's going to go this way? It goes that way. When you want to zig, it zags. And we got to be ready for it. But the good news is we don't have to be ready for it because we know the one who is ready for it. We know the one who's in control of it. And we know we know the one... Who who knows the way? And so, I want to look at our theme verse for VBS this week. Because not all of you are going to be able to come to VBS this week, even though you can. You Don't have anything to do, 9 o'clock tomorrow. We'll be here. And we'll we'll definitely find you a spot. But I want to share our, our verse for this week. And three verses after that. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me, Psalm 25. Psalm 25. And verse 4 is our focus verse, but we're going to look at verses 4 through 7. And by next week, all these kids that are coming to VBS will be able to say Psalm 25, 4. Maybe not in the same translation. I'm going to read it today, but they'll be able to say it. Psalm 25, 4 to 7. Make me know thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path lead me in thy truth and teach me for thou art the god of my salvation for thee i wait all the day remember o lord thy compassion and thy loving kindnesses for they have been from of old do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions according to thy loving kindness remember thou me for thy goodness sake o lord father god we come this morning thanking you for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for the beauty of the day. We thank you that you've moved the smoke out of the way, and we ask that you continue to do that in parts of the world that are still dealing with that and and protect everyone who's in in that path. And Lord, we, we just thank you for waking us up this morning and giving us a day with opportunities to glorify you and to worship you and to serve you. And Lord, as we are gathered in this place and others are gathered in places like this around the world. And, and some in their, in their own homes that are, that are in your word or bowing to prayer. That are acknowledging you today, Lord. We give you honor. We give you glory. This is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, as we open your word this morning. Speak to us. Let this message come from you. Let these words be yours. Let our hearts be changed. Prepare us for what you have ahead of us. But don't let us miss the here and now. Don't let us look ahead to tomorrow. But let us see you. In this moment. How you want us to see you in this moment. Free us of any distractions. Speak clearly. In Jesus name. Amen. If I get a little more wound up than usual today. It's mostly just to stay awake. But. Like I said, in, in this life, we're going to have twists and turns. We're going to have the unexpected. You know, I've learned in in my years just to expect the unexpected. Because because when you think you got it all planned out, does it ever really go that way? And we got spoiled on the way down. It actually went really smoothly. So we, we got paid back on the way back. But, you know, it is what it is, and we still made it back and we didn't have to call Bill at midnight and say, hey, yeah, you got to preach one more Sunday. But, but he'd have been ready. But so in order to avoid being overcome by the twists and turns of this life, you know, there, there's a game that we all grew up playing. I think even the young people still play it if they can put their electronic devices down long enough. But, but when we didn't have things like that, we had to like do things like go outside and, and like just play games where we had to actually be active. But a game that, that I don't think there's anybody in the world that's never played, hide and seek. Don't need any equipment. All you need is, is one person to go hide and one person to go seek. And it, it, it's not difficult. And as, as God's children... We need to be seeking. We need to be seeking. The first thing we need to be seeking is to know God's ways. Make me know thy ways, O oh Lord. You know, when you play a game, you don't just start playing it. You need to know how. You need you need to know how to play a game in order to be successful. You don't just pick up a game, oh, I've never heard of this before, and then you're an expert. You're probably going to get a lot of things wrong, and you're probably not going to do very well at that. So you need to be familiar with how to play the game. Likewise, with God, we need to know His ways so we can walk in Him. How are we going to follow Him if we we don't know where He's going? If we don't know His ways... Exodus 33, 13, Moses says, Now, therefore I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy sight, let me know thy ways, that I may know thee, and find favor in thy sight. Consider, too, that this is nation is thy people. And then he told the people in Deuteronomy five thirty three You shall walk in all the way which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live, and that it may be well with you, and you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Where God... Has shown us his ways. He's revealed himself to us. He's revealed his ways to us. We are to seek his ways. In order that we can walk in him. In order that we can follow what he's doing. If we seek to know him more. We can follow him closer. 1 John 2.6 says. The one who says he abideth in him. Ought himself to walk. In the same manner. As he walked. If we are going to follow Jesus. Then we need to walk. Where Jesus walked. You know. And and I'm about to make some of y'all chuckle. There was a. Tradition back in the ancient. Jewish world. That the. Disciples who would follow. The rabbis. Would follow them. So closely. That they would get covered. In the dust. That was kicked up. By the feet of the rabbis. We need to follow Jesus close enough where the dust that He kicks up covers us. And where as we grow in Him, we begin to look more like Him. And and I've told you that this happens, but this happened actually Wednesday night again. We were in my hometown. And the night before we were getting ready to leave and Mandy and I were at this little hamburger stand that I've been going to since I was a little boy. It's been there over 60 years. And I'm not 60 years old. So, but, um, but we're standing there waiting for, waiting for our food. And there was a lady who I didn't recognize. And I could not tell you who this lady was. And she didn't tell me who she was, so I still don't know. But, but we were standing there. To get our food and she, she kind of looks at me and she says, what's your last name? And I said, Howard. She said, Jimmy was your daddy. I was like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, I haven't seen you since you were like a little boy. And I, I don't know who she was. My mom couldn't even tell me. We tried to describe her like, I don't know who that is. But the point is, even after 50 years, someone recognized that I looked like my father. If we are followers of God, if we are followers of Christ, people in the world need to be able to look at us and see the family resemblance between us and our Heavenly Father. They need to be able to see Jesus living in and through us. And that's what happens when we seek His ways and follow His ways. We are growing more like Him every day. So we seek to know God's ways. We seek God's path. Teach me thy paths. Teach me thy path. Psalm 27, says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. You know, when you play a game, whether it's sports or whether it's one of these board games that we have here, or a video game or whatever, you got a strategy. You got a game plan you 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 the more you play a game the more you figure it out and some people have like unorthodox you know some people like to keep all their wild cards until later and some people play them right away and some so everybody's got a strategy or you're trying to block the other person to give yourself time to depending on whatever the game is but you got a plan and the plan will lead you to success if you follow the plan you know, there, there's a point to every game. You got to get your piece around the board or you got to get the most money or, or whatever it is. Or your hippo has to eat the most marbles or what, what it, whatever it is. See, y'all know some of these things I'm talking about. So, but God has a path for us that is better for us if we seek it out and do our best to stay on it. Just like I said, sometimes we think we have the plan. And we try to go off and do our plan and we don't consult God with the game plan. It's like the players decide, oh, we're going to run this play and we don't ask the coach. But the coach can see the whole field where the players can only see part. God sees the big picture where we only see our little piece of it. So why wouldn't we ask Him for His plan? Why wouldn't we ask Him what, what, what is your path, God? Psalm 43:3 says, Send out thy light and thy truth, and let them lead me. Let them bring me to thy holy hill and thy dwelling places. Proverbs 3:6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. And Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God gives us guidance that we need. He lights the path to make it easy for us to follow. Why do we want to run around in darkness when the light is available? You ever know people that 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 to, to save time, they don't even turn the light on, they just go in a dark room to try to find what they're looking for, and then they bump into stuff and they can't find it when they all they had to do is flip a switch. Why do we wander around? Oh, I know how to do this, I know what I need to do, I don't need to pray about this, I don't need to consult anybody. The light is available. Call on him. Let him light the path. So we're not just stumbling all over the place. And yeah, I'm talking to myself. If you need it too, good for, good for you. But you know, we, we do so many times. We try our own path. So we have to seek God's path. We have to seek God's truth. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. Psalm 25.10 says, All the paths of the Lord are loving kindness and truth to those who keep His covenants and His testimonies. John 17.17 17 says, Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. What y'all been thinking about these Bible readings this week? I'm not going, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot and, and, and ask uh, how far you got this week. But, you know, as as we were going through the book of John in the early part of the week, our daughter June asked a question that probably as you read the book of John may come up to all. And, you know, and she's eight and she said, well, Jesus says I tell you the truth a lot. Why, Why does he keep saying that? because he does <laughs> because everything out of his mouth is truth everything God says is truth and sometimes we need to be reminded that this word that we have that the word of God is truth and we can stand on it Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the Father but by me. If he was nothing more than a good teacher, then he wouldn't be a good teacher because he wouldn't be teaching the truth. Because he wouldn't be who he said he was. But if he's a good teacher, then what he teaches is true. And he is who he says he is. And he's not a way, he's the way. In John eight forty five and 46, Jesus says, Because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? And Malachi 3, 6, God says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. God is truth. God doesn't change. The truth doesn't change. I hear now people saying, Oh, well, I have to live my truth. There's only one truth. Whatever is true, is true. We can't alter the truth. This carpet is red. If you think it's blue, I'm sorry. Love in Christ, but you're wrong. It's not blue. It's not green. It's not purple. It's red. And what God says, what Jesus said, is true. It doesn't change. And thank God he doesn't change. That his grace is here for us just like it was there for them way back. And like it will be here for people long after we're gone until the Lord comes back. And it's just like when you when you play a game, they have rules. Now I know some people who don't like to play by the rules and you probably do too. And they're not that fun to play with, are they? But the rules don't change. You, you only get $200 when you pass go. You can't get it just any time. You have to roll doubles to get out of jail. Y'all see I played a lot of Monopoly when I was growing up. The kings are the only ones who can bounce backwards and forwards. Them single checkers only can move one direction rules are there for a reason we got to follow the rules or the game doesn't make any sense God's Word is truth and it does not change so if his word is true and it does not change does it make sense not to follow it no It only makes sense to follow it. Or then this life doesn't make any sense. And we're out there just wandering and scrambling and lost. And it's not fun to be that. So we seek His truth. We seek His salvation. For Thou art the God of my salvation. For Thee I wait all the day. Let's just be honest. Why you play a game? Don't tell me for fun cuz I know better. You play a game, you want to win. The goal of the game is to win. And and most people when it when push comes to shove, they don't care. They'll do what they got to do to win the game. We were out in in the backyard this week playing Four square volleyball, which is a lot of fun. We're going to bring it out here when we do our family fun night. And, and, you know, and June wants to play with us. And we might give her a few points and we might take it easy on her for a little bit. But if the game is on the line, sorry, eight years old or not, you're getting spiked on. <laughs> Too bad. You need to grow. <laughs> you know, because the point of the game is to Win. And that kicks in for everyone at some point in time. There was a football coach years ago that made a statement at press conference. You play to win the game. And that is the goal anytime we're competing in anything. We play to win. Paul says, in the games, lots of people run, but only one wins the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. In life, what is the prize? What does winning mean in our life? It means being in relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it means eternal life. It means being with Him when we leave this world. And living with Him forever and ever and ever. That's how we win that's what he offers us that needs to be our goal our ultimate object of this life is to know Christ to make him known and when we leave this earth we leave to we're absent from the body and we're present with the lord and if you're living for anything else you're missing it it's not about gratifying ourselves. It's not about reaching our own desires. It's about for me to live as Christ, for me to die as gain, Paul said. Ephesians 1.13 says, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed with him in the Holy Spirit of promise. Psalm 79 9 says help us O God of our salvation for the glory of thy name and deliver us and forgive us our sins for thy name's sake. We are to seek out God so that we can be saved from our sins and the power of death. And the reward is eternal life if we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ as Lord. We believe in his finished work on the cross. We believe that he rose from the dead. We believe that he has the power to save And we trust Him and we repent of our sins and we turn to Him and we give our lives to Him. And that's why we do it. This week, we're going to have children. We're going to have teenagers. There's going to be parents that we're going to get a chance to meet and talk to. And we're going to get an opportunity for five days to plant the seeds of the gospel. In hearts with the prayer that those seeds will get watered and that God will bring growth and that someone who doesn't know the Lord will come to know the Lord as their Savior someone who Doesn't have the gift of eternal life right now. Will come to have that gift and to be saved and to be secure in Him. That's the only reason we do it. Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, we enjoy being together. We enjoy the the things we get to do and it's going to be a wonderful time. But ultimately, if one child, one teenager, one adult gets saved, it's all worth it. And I don't care what we're doing. It's only and always about bringing souls to Jesus. And sometimes the church, and I don't just mean Berea when I say the church, the church loses sight of what we're supposed to be about. We need to seek His salvation. And that's it. And when we have it, we help others to seek it. But there's another part of that game, isn't there? Because hide and seek, you go hunting for the person who's hiding. Eventually, what happens? Unless you're just really a bad seeker. Eventually, you find them. So if we seek... These things, if we seek God's way and His path and His truth and His salvation, then we're going to find. God says, seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. We will find His love and compassion. Look at verse 6. Remember, O Lord, that compassion and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been for uh, from old. You know, and I know, I, I know what I just said. But really, games are meant to be fun. They are. I'm telling myself that right now. You don't have to win all the time. Games are meant to be fun. And we usually play them with people we care about. You know, you you don't want to play a game with somebody you don't like. Because then it could get even worse. But you know... But And I know we all have that, that relative who when you play cards or you play checkers or you play dominoes or something, they get a little salty when they don't win. But for the most part, the intention of playing... And I know everybody's looking at somebody right now, so stop that. But, or you're thinking about somebody. But, but, but the point of the game is to have fun. The point is to, to enjoy the time together and, and the fellowship that comes with that. And God's love for us means that we can experience His love and His compassion regularly. And this brings us joy. We have, we have joy in the Lord. Even when we go through those twists and turns, even when we go through those hard times and that unexpected stuff, we can still have joy in the middle of that. Psalm 106.4 says, Remember me, O Lord, in thy favor toward thy people. Visit me with thy salvation. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to him from afar, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. And, and he says in... Lamentations 3.22, the Lord's loving kindness has never cease; for His compassions never fail. God is a God of love. He loves us so much that He died for us. He loves us so much that He provides everything that we have. He, he loves us so much that, that we're here. I mean, I don't know what else we can say about that. But when we seek God's paths and His ways, we will find the love of a Savior. We will find that joy. And even though life is hard, even though life throws you curveballs every now and then, you can still find that joy in every single thing that you do. And finally, if we seek these things... We will find God's forgiveness. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to thy loving kindnesses. Remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. You know, in the course of playing a game. Sometimes things don't go your way. We experience that. You you don't spend the number that you need. Or you land on the spot that makes you go all the way back. Or you go to jail. Or you land on somebody's property and they and have to pay them. Or, or you, know, you make a move that's, that's going to put you in checkmate and there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes it just doesn't go our way. But fortunately, as long as the game keeps going, you get another turn. And that's the good thing about, about playing a game. You know, okay, I, I didn't get what I needed, that hand. I didn't get that round. That round. I didn't, didn't get what I, what I was looking for. But I got another turn coming. Maybe the board will, will shift into my favor when my turn comes back. God, in His love and grace toward us, gives us another turn. Gives us two more turns, three more turns, four more turns. How high do I need to go? How many chances have we been given to come back to where God wants us to be? How many opportunities does God give us to Change our circumstances, to to change our behavior, to repent, to turn from our old ways and come to Him. How many times does God give us another chance? And how many times does He have to keep giving us other chances? But thank God in His grace and His love, He does. And He forgives us of our sins when we repent, when we confess, He is faithful. To forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Don't you want to serve a God like that? Who even though we come to Him all messed up. He loves us anyway. And He doesn't just throw us out because of what we've done. He brings us in and forgives us and gives us another turn. Gives us opportunity after opportunity to get it right. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, through His blood, because we owed the price of death. He didn't owe it. He hadn't sinned. We sinned. Our sins required... God's wrath to be satisfied by the shedding of blood. And in his love and compassion and mercy and grace toward us. Jesus went to the cross. And he took the punishment that we deserved. Upon himself to pay for our sins. He basically gave us his get out of jail free card. And he took. The penalty. Psalm 51:1, David says, Be gracious to me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the greatness of thy compassion, blot out my transgressions. David understood what he had did, what he had done. Say, I've been on vacation. My English isn't that good anymore. <laughs> but he knew that he needed God's forgiveness. And he knew that God was the only one who could forgive. And he called out to him for forgiveness. Romans 2, 4 says, Or don't you think lightly of the riches of his kindness or forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. You know, like I said before, we serve a loving, compassionate, faithful, merciful God. And because we know he's kind... We can have confidence in coming to him knowing that he loves us. And even though we've blown it over and over and over again, he's still waiting to accept us. He's waiting to forgive us. He's waiting to restore us and to make us whole and to put us back on the path that he wants us to be on. Colossians 3.13 says, Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so you should also. Wait a minute, preacher. I'm all good with God forgiving me. But you don't know what them people did. Does it matter? Think about what God forgave you from. When I think about all the things that God has forgiven me from. All the things that he's pulled me out of. All the things that he's made right in my life that was wrong. The stuff that other people do or say to me. That hurt my feelings or offensive or, or causes me any kind of damage. I can let that go. And I have to let it go. If we want God to forgive us, if we want to be in a right standing with Him, we can't hold on to grudges from what other people did. We can't deny forgiveness and expect God to forgive us. So we have to make sure that we are also being forgiving. And sometimes that means forgiving maybe the hardest person to forgive. Forgive. And that's yourself. Sometimes, and I, I got, you know, when I go home, I, we, we don't do as much, so we have time to think about things like this. And sometimes, you know, there's things that, that I could think about in the past that everybody else has forgotten. But sometimes the enemy will bring it back up to my mind. And sometimes we just need to be able to forgive ourselves. God's forgiven us. Others have forgiven us. We can let it go too. And today you might be holding on to something. That you don't need to be carrying. Because it's already been wiped away. Don't let the enemy bring something. That God's already taken away back. That doesn't need to be there. And so as we forgive others. As we rejoice over God forgiving us. Make sure. If we need to forgive ourselves. That we do that. I think sometimes we let that slip by. Because we don't think of it as being something important. But it is. It really is. Because God is kind and merciful. We can turn back to him and be forgiven. Therefore we should forgive others. Just as he forgave us. You know life is full of twists and turns. But if we seek God's ways and his path and his truth and his salvation. We will find His love and compassion and forgiveness. And we all go through and we all face those times. We all have those moments where we we feel like we've gotten off the path. We feel like we're, we're missing it and we don't know how to get back. Sometimes we mess up because we start playing the game before we read the rules. Sometimes we, we try to skip the most important step. And the most important step is surrendering our lives to Jesus Christ. You know like okay I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve. I'm going to teach. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on mission trips. I'm going to do all these things. But that, that's all wonderful. But if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Then it doesn't matter. If we haven't. Put first things first. Everything else is not going to be successful. It's going to fail miserably. So it's important that we know that we know that we know that we're in that relationship. Some of us today have have things that God's been putting on our hearts that He's been nudging us to do that, that... whether it's to volunteer for something, whether it's to take more active part, whether it's to join the church, whether it's to read your Bible every day. We're starting to do that, but we still have to do it. Whether it's to to be more consistent in your prayer life, whether it's to take advantage of witnessing opportunities, whether it's to just be more sensitive to the needs of people around you and be more loving, or maybe, maybe, just maybe, somebody in this room today just needs to get saved needs to get saved. Maybe you've already been baptized. Maybe you joined the church. Maybe you've done all the things, but, but it never really changed in your heart. And today just needs to be the day to Just God, I just say, God, I just want to be where I need to be. We end too many services, and people go home without having done what they need to do with God. And then we just get through the rest. The next week. And we come back here. We do it all over again. What's the point of what we're doing. If it doesn't change us. What's the point of what we're doing. If we don't let God. Have complete control. Don't be that guy. Who keeps the ace in your pocket. Thinking you're going to use it when you need it. We need to. To let God have the whole deck. We need to let God be in control. And I don't know what else to say about that. We're going to sing what a friend we have in Jesus. But as we do. If God's leading you to move. Move. Part of of our song. Make your move. When you're playing a game. you You move. If God's leading you, don't say, oh, I don't have time for that. Or I don't want people to think that something's wrong with me. I, don't, I, I just, no, I'll deal with it. If God's leading you to move, move. We're here. We want to pray with you. We have time. I ate too much last week. I don't need to go to lunch. We have time. But don't miss the moment. Don't miss what God's saying to you right now. Father, we want to give you your way in these few moments that we have. Give us courage, if you're speaking, to move. In your name, Lord Jesus.